Good morning, church. As Pastor Todd said, my name is Tim Newman. I am a pastor, and I am currently leading a senior small group here at the church. And uh, my wife and I um, so appreciate the church family here, and I appreciate Pastor Todd letting me have an opportunity to share this morning. And we are continuing our series on the fruit of the Spirit. And so I'm going to be reading to start out with uh, Galatians chapter 5 and beginning with verse number 16. Galatians chapter 5, beginning with verse number 16. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit desires the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting with each other so that you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outburst of angers, selfish ambitions, dissension and division, evil or envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Let me read that again. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces, and this is what our series is on, the kind of fruit, in, this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of the sinful nature to his cross and crucified them. Since we are living by his spirit, let's follow the spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today for your word. We thank you for the opportunity to preach your word and to share what you've laid on our hearts, Lord. And I pray that the fruit of the Spirit would be something that is seen in every believer's life that is here in this auditorium this morning. We ask, Lord, that you'll bless this message and we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. In Romans 11.22, this verse came to me during the service. Actually, I thought about this earlier in the week, and then as, I was, as we were going through the song service, this verse came to me, or this passage, in Romans chapter 11, verse 22, notice how God is both kind and severe. He is severe to those who disobeyed, but kind to you if you continue to trust in his kindness, 
kind to you if you continue to trust in his kindness. There are two words that I am preaching on today, kindness and goodness. And if you leave here remembering those two words, I've done my job. If you forget those two words, I don't know that I've succeeded. Kindness and goodness, these two fruit of the Spirit. As I was thinking on the subject of kindness, I thought about this year's stampede. My wife and I park our car and take a train down to the stampede grounds to go and enjoy the stampede, and we usually go one day, and we did that. And we got on the train, and my wife has somewhat bruised eyes from her surgery that she had on her eyes, and, and she was not doing so well with arthritis that day, and so she was kind of limping. We got on the train, and somebody was kind, and they said, would you like to sit here? And they got, the trains were packed. They got out of their seat, and they let my wife sit down. That's what I call kindness, amen? Another situation of kindness that was shown to me many, many years ago as I was pastoring a church, I had a lady, she was, came into our church, she was an elderly lady, and she was new to the church, and she came in, and she wanted to show the pastor kindness. And so she showed up my door, up at my door with a uh, lemon meringue pie. I had never had lemon meringue pie. In my mind, I said, I don't like lemon meringue pie, but I thanked her kindly and took the pie and, and we took it in and my wife and I and my family, we ate the lemon meringue pie and I loved it. <laughs> and so she asked me on Sunday, I think that was Friday, she asked me on Sunday if I liked the lemon meringue pie. I said, it was great, I loved it. The next Friday, she showed up at our door <laughs> with a lemon meringue pie. I got a lemon meringue pie every week for three years and gained 30 pounds. But that was, that was her way of showing kindness. She wanted to show kindness to her pastor. John Wesley had a rule of life, and this is what he said, do all the good that you can by all the means that you can in all the ways that you can, in all the places that you can, at all times that you can, to all the people that you can, as long as you ever can. The fruit of the Spirit, kindness and goodness. I looked up the Greek word for kindness, it's krestotis. The word for goodness is krestotis. And they're very, very similar. They're very similar. And it, it's used, the uh, word for kindness is used as an adjective and as a noun. It means goodness of heart and kind of persons. And goodness means a goodness in the sense of what is upright or righteous, not merely goodness as a quality, but goodness as an action, in company, encompassing itself in deeds. That's what goodness is. So I want to share with you three manifestations of kindness and goodness. Would you say that with me? Kindness and goodness. Say it. Kindness and goodness. I want to share three manifestations of kindness and goodness where we see the fruit of the Spirit working in our lives. 
First of all, is that we see the fruit of the Spirit working in our lives as a contrast to the works of the flesh. That's why I read that to you today. All nine of the fruit of the Spirit contrast with flesh. The word Greek word for flesh is sarks, and it means that sinful nature, the sinful nature of man. And all of you know what the sinful nature is. Somebody said one time that the problem with the living sacrifice, and the Bible says to present yourselves a living sacrifice to God, wholly acceptable, which is your reasonable service. And somebody said one time, the problem with a, re- a living sacrifice is it keeps crawling off the altar. <laughs> and so you all know what the works of the flesh are like. And I've listed them. Some of them are sins against the seventh commandment. Thou shalt not commit adultery, sexual immorality, impurity, and lustful pleasures. Some of the sins are sins against the first and the second commandments. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Number one, uh, number one and number two is thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image. And those are the works that are listed, idolatry, sorcery, and witchcraft. Others are sins against our neighbor. This is kind of where, the, where it's getting down to us now. Hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outburst of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, and envy. And finally, in the scripture that we read, we see the sins against ourselves, drunkenness and wild parties. Galatians 5.21 says this, Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living this sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now that's bad news. That tells me I don't want to live that sort of life. These sins will shut men out of heaven, but the fruit of the Spirit is what the Christian is to bring forth. And when you walk in the Spirit and you let Christ control your life, those works of the flesh begin to fall away. And the fruit of God's Holy Spirit begins to fill your heart. And the two that I think of today are kindness and goodness. They begin to fill your heart. All good gifts, all spiritual blessings come from God. For James 1.16 says, So don't be misled, my dear brothers and sisters. Whatsoever is good and perfect is a gift coming down from us to us from God, our Father who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes, nor does he cast a shifting sat- shadow. Whatever is good and perfect as a gift comes down from God. Amen. Who carries, who created all the lights in heaven. He never changes. He never casts a shifting shadow. The, the works of the flesh or the fruit of the Spirit. I choose the fruit of the Spirit. And today I'm thinking about what? Goodness. Say it with me. And kindness. The first manifestation is this contrast with the flesh. Live according to the Spirit. Let God work in your heart. It's not something I put in my notes to talk about, but I do want to say this. You say, how do I do that, Pastor? 
Well, a couple of things, they're, they're very elementary, very basic. Number one is pray every day. Duh, right? We all know that. But spend time with God every day. You see, the more my wife, time my wife and I spend together, the more we learn to understand each other. And I can, I can understand what she's thinking. She understands what I'm thinking. If you spend time in prayer with God... These works of the flesh are going to go by the wayside, and the fruit of the Spirit will come into your heart. So pray. Secondly, read your Bible. Don't just give lip service to reading your Bible. Somebody say amen. Read your Bible every day. Because that is where we find the words of life. And so the works of the Spirit or the works of the flesh... I choose the works of the Spirit, kindness and goodness. The second manifestation of kindness and goodness is seen by the fruit of the Spirit in our life is that it totally proceeds from the Spirit. Am I able to do it, to show kindness and to show goodness? No. In Tim Newman's heart, that's not really there. Kindness and goodness. But you know what? Through the power of the Holy Spirit, His Spirit working in us works itself out through us showing His kindness and His goodness to others. There is not true goodness outside of the Spirit of Christ. I wrestled with that concept, but in Romans chapter 7, an answer came to me so So I'm not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. You see, that's the flesh. And you can choose to live according to the flesh if you want to. It's sin living in me. That is my sinful nature, Romans 7, 17. I want to do right, but I can't. I want to do good, but I don't do what good I want to do. But the fruit of the Spirit is Christ living in me. Thanks be to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 5 kind of carries on this theme. It says, Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanliness, inordinate affection, evil concuspience, covetousness, which is idolatry, For which sake the wrath of God cometh upon the children of disobedience. Don't make any mistake about it, church. That's what it says. In the which you also walked in some time when you lived in them. But now put off all of these things. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing you put off the old man in in, in its deeds. But put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him who created him. When you wake up in the morning, before you do anything else, put on the new man. Let Christ dwell in your heart. Forbearing one another, forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against another, even as Christ forgave, do you also. And above all things, put on charity. It's the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your heart to which you are also called 
and be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ, and I've already talked about this, dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing in grace to your heart to the Lord. Do you sing? Do you have a song in your heart? If you walk a spirit-filled life, you're going to. Amen. When I lay my head down at night, when I lay my head down at night, usually I'll sing it out loud, but sometimes I'll lay there on the bed and songs will go over and over and over in my mind. I know Pastor Peter said this morning that we need to be silent. My problem with being silent is my mind starts to talk. But I, sometimes I can't get to sleep because I'm singing, there's a new name written down in glory, and I sing it over and over. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Kindness and goodness come from doing the works of God and not the works of man. I don't have the capacity in myself to be kind and good. So what do I do? I walk in the Spirit. Romans chapter 8 says, because you belong to him. Now that, there's an implication there, and the implication is that you belong to Jesus. You've confessed him as your Lord and Savior. Because you belong to him, the powerful, life-giving Spirit of God frees you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the wickedness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He put kindness and goodness in my heart. That was from Tim Newman, by the way. That's not part of the verse. God did what the law could not do. He sent his son in a body like our bodies that we sinners have. And the bodies. Uh, and, and in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that the just requirements of the law, all of those negative things, would be fully satisfied in us and we no longer follow our sinful natures. Instead, we follow the Spirit. Instead, God is able to bring out in Timothy Newman kindness and goodness. And he's able to bring out in you kindness and goodness. Oh, I think of that scripture, it comes to mind. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord. Allow God's kindness. Amen to work through you as you walk out this Christian life. So the kindness is what God works as I walk in the Spirit. The goodness is to be ready to do good to others. Galatians chapter 6, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we'll reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whoever, whenever we have opportunity, let me say that again, whenever we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, especially those of the family of faith. Kindness, kindness and goodness. 
What two words are you going to remember today? Kindness is the sweetness of temper. It is easy to be entreated when someone has wronged me. Kindness. A great example is in chapter 4 of Philippians, beginning with verse 2. Now I speak to Iodia and Cynthia. Please, because you belong to the Lord, settle your disagreement. How would you have liked to have your disagreements in the Bible? (laughs) These two gals are forever enshrined in the Word of God. Settle your disagreement. And I ask you, my true partner, to help these two women, for they worked hard with me in telling others the good news. They worked along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are in the book of life, always be full of joy. And again, I say it, rejoice. Let everyone say that you, see that you are considerate. Doesn't that sound like kindness? That you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. There's a sweetness of temper that comes through kindness and goodness. Finally, the third manifestation of kindness and goodness by which we see the fruit of the Spirit at work in our lives is that he recommends his fruit to us that we might stay in a constant delight of God. Amen. I don't know how anyone could ever get tired of God, get tired of his person, get tired of his presence. We say we want to go to heaven. If I were to ask how many you want to go to heaven, 100% of the hands would be raised. Yet there are some people that have a hard time sitting through an hour service in church. You see, I want to dwell in the presence of God because we have a good God. Ephesians 4.31 says, And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, you identify, you, he, is, he has identified you as his own. I like that. I'm his. I'm his. How about you? He's identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. That's if you've trusted him as your savior. And then here it goes again. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander, and all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to one another. Tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God through Christ has forgiven you. The sins that Paul lists go against kindness and goodness. When we walk in the Spirit, we see the opposite of sorrowing God's heart. We see our lives bringing joy to God's heart. When we walk in the Spirit, we become recipients of His kindness and goodness. The way Christ sees me now, and I'm coming to the end of my message, is Christ is tender-hearted towards us. That's kindness. Christ has forgiven us. That's goodness. When we don't feel kindness or goodness is the time we need it most. And when we are saved, we know Jesus as our Savior and Lord, and we walk in His Spirit, His kindness, His goodness comes through. And I want to give you three quick final thoughts.
about these two fruit, kindness and goodness, when we can walk in kindness and goodness, when we cast off the works of darkness, I've read several scriptures that talk about the works of darkness, but we want to walk in the, in the Spirit. Somebody say amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. And after you become fully obedient, we punish everyone who re- he will pun- we will punish everyone who remains disobedient. Number one, we walk in kindness of goodness when we cast off the works of darkness. Number two, we walk in kindness and goodness when we draw near to God. James 4, 8, come close to God and he will come close to you. Number three, we walk in kindness and goodness when we are filled with the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5, 18, but when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under the law of Moses. There is a song that we used to sing. And I believe that by doing what this song says, we're going to allow the fruit of the Spirit to come to work in our life, kindness and goodness. The song, the chorus to it says, fill me now, fill me now. Jesus, come and fill me now. Fill me with thy Holy Spirit. Come, oh come, and fill me now. Father, I believe you gave me this word today to speak to the hearts of your people because you want us to walk in the Spirit. You want us to exhibit the fruit of kindness and goodness in our lives. And Lord, I just pray that you'll deal with our hearts right now. And Lord, may your Holy Spirit work in our hearts, bringing forth the fruit of God, kindness and goodness. We ask, Lord, that you'll touch your people. I'd like you to bow your heads and close your eyes if you would. If you're here today and maybe you're thinking in your mind that I I don't walk in the Spirit in that way. I need to exhibit the fruit of kindness and goodness in my life. And you, you would like prayer this morning that God would bring forth in you the working of God the kindness of the Holy Spirit, the goodness of God. You'd like prayer today. As I close, I want to remember you in my prayer. Would you raise your hand up if you say, Pastor, that's me. I need to exhibit kindness and goodness in my life. Pastor, that's me. Would you raise your hand? God bless you. Other hands this morning, God bless you. You're here today and you say, boy, I don't have kindness and goodness like I should. I need the Holy Spirit to put it in my life to put it at work in my life. Other hands this morning. Raise your hand if that's you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Heavenly Father, right now, I just want to lift up each person that has said, I need prayer because I need to walk in the Spirit. I need to have His goodness flowing through me and His kindness seen in me. Lord, I pray for these that have raised their hand right now, Lord. May they make a determination that they are going to walk in the Spirit. And today may be the day that they draw close to you in walking in the Spirit so that your kindness and your goodness 
would be seen in their life. Oh, Lord, we call on you this morning. We call on you. In the quietness of this moment, why don't you just lift a hand to Jesus right now? Just all over the congregation, all of you this morning, just lift a hand to Jesus and tell him, Lord, thank you. Lord, I love you. Lord, I give you praise. Lord, I want your spirit at work in my life. Lord, I want your goodness at work in my life. Lord, I want your kindness at work in my life. Lord, I give myself to you today. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. We call on you right now. Pour out your spirit on this place, Lord. Let brothers and sisters, believers, experience the goodness of God, the kindness of the spirit today. We call on you right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. As we continue to pray, I'd like the prayer team to come forward, if you would, please. Those who are part of the prayer team, would you come forward right now? We're going to take some time. Lord, we just come to you right now. We need your goodness in our lives. We need your kindness in our lives. Jesus, we call on you right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We'll dismiss the service in a while, but right now, if you're here and you need prayer, maybe you don't know Jesus. These people can tell you how to meet him. Maybe you've never experienced his goodness in your life. These people can help you pray through to his goodness. I want to invite you to come. Would you come right now if you need prayer this morning? Let's stand together. Let's stand all over the church. And if you need prayer this morning, you need prayer. God has spoken to your heart today. Would you step out right where you're at? Maybe you don't know Jesus this morning. Come and talk to these folks. If you need prayer, come. Come. We're going to wait just a moment. Come. Come. You need prayer this morning. God bless you. Come. There are others. You're standing in your seat and you're thinking, should I go? Yes, you should. Come on. Come on, if you need prayer today, God is here to meet you. Others today, we're going to wait just a moment if you need prayer. Oh, Lord, we call on you. Speak to hearts right now. Come on, thank you. God bless you. Others today, you'd say, Pastor Tim, I need prayer. Step out and come. Come right now. Come. Don't delay. Don't wait any longer. Come on. You need prayer. Come on. Lord, we call on you this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.